Support for Tag's podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code TAGSPOD, T-A-G-S-P-O-D, at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, that's about 14 million balls. What is going on? You are listening to Tags Podcast, a.k.a. Talk About Gay Sex Podcast. This is episode 437, and I'm happy to announce it is officially our six-year anniversary. And to mark the festivities and the monumental mark, I think, that it makes, I am so happy to be joined by all of the co-hosts starting with the og that started the show off with me jeremy ross lopez how you doing jeremy i'm very good how are you very good happy anniversary i know likewise yes we'll get into all the deets in a minute of course joining us who saved our asses midway through who was on episode 11 early on as a special guest who later is now one of our co-hosts Joining, of course, Lincoln. How you doing, Lincoln? Wow, that was a nice little history lesson. I'm doing great. I'm so happy to celebrate six years. I have to say, I think six years in podcast world is like a million, let alone in gay world, let alone in post-pandemic and Trump world. It's like we've been together many lifetimes. I love it. It is. I mean, when you think about it, it's a relatively new medium, relatively, yep. for, to say the least. We'll get into all that. And then joining us, of course, my co-host for Tags Live. He saved the day for that show, Cody Maurice Doggett. How the hell are you doing, Cody? Hello, my darlings. It's so lovely to be <laughs> in the virtual room with everybody right now. This is amazing. Party it line. Is- it is party line. <laughs> I know. Chat line, girl. Yes. <laughs> Listeners, I know you're probably freaking out because you don't get to hear all of us all at the same moment. But I do want to go back to when it all started just to do a little bit of memory lane. And, you know, when we started six years ago, as you said, Lincoln, podcasts were around, but there certainly weren't that many LGBT podcasts, none about gay sexuality there uh, was just not much out there. And so we kind of felt this niche that was sort of needed. And it all started in my living room. It all started with Jeremy, just kind of, I think we were sitting on the floor, right? Yeah. Exactly. And we just came up with this idea to, you and I were the co-host. We had a third co-host that joined us a little bit later, but it was really just you and I. If you had to, Jeremy, though, reflect on six years on not just the podcast, but how have you changed or how's your sexuality or life changed in the last six years? I mean, I definitely feel like I've matured a lot since the beginning. And I feel like my outlook on just relationships and dating and just life in general is so different from the beginning in a good way, in a better way. And I think we're all just like, you always evolve over time and uh, fall on your face and get back up. And 
I don't know. I just definitely feel like I've matured a lot since the beginning. Absolutely. And if you remember in those early days, we used to do interviews and like constant interviews. And one of the things we did was we went to Columbia University mm-hmm. and we did one with this doctor. I was just looking up that episode. It's episode 22 back in 2017. And she was talking back then about injectable prep and the what that really w- could look like and why it was going to be breakthrough. But it was barely in the study phase. And jump all these years later, you can now, I see commercials for it all the time. I know. Yeah. I was just thinking that if I should switch to that, actually. Yeah. Would you switch to it? Because I'm thinking I would, too. I probably would. But I honestly am I'm not bad at taking pills daily. Like, it doesn't bother me. And I just sit them next to my... Uh, nightstand so i don't really forget to take them ever exactly yeah so i don't know what it would i would want to know if my insurance would cover it and how that would work out uh lincoln it's interesting because you joined the show with jeremy uh you i mentioned before you were a special guest back on episode 11 but what do you miss about those early days when we were doing it or even did you we didn't we did a tv pilot together with all three of us what are your earlier memories of when you worked with jeremy well i my life was very different i was trying to um you know pull forward the bakery that was six years ago i mean i was still a 15 year old company but i was still trying to do new things still teaching classes us i was single i was out and about a lot more i think that there was more stories from dirty corners maybe than there are (laughs) than there have been lately um but still uh i think still the same sensibility which i'm kind of proud of you know what i mean and cody you saved the day and i believe it was we started a show called sex with stevie i did it and then we oh yeah where you would call in midway through the show almost like a radio show yeah. which was a lot of fun back then. And then we segued into, we got rid of that show because that was mm-hmm. just a hot tech mess. And then we ultimately <laughs> <laughs> did were approached to do Tags Live, which is our Wednesday show. Uh, what were your early thoughts when you started doing that show? I loved it. It was just so freeing. And I got to just speak my mind on subjects and things that I never really even had to wrap my head around before. I mean, Maybe in my relationship, yes, but I put it on loudspeaker for so many people to hear, and the response has been so amazing. So I'm just so happy to be doing this show with you guys. You guys are so amazing, and I just feel the love. Exactly. And back, back to Jeremy, I mean, I was looking at our premiere episode. We called it premiere episode, episode one. It was... And I called you my sidekick. For some reason, I was thinking, <laughs> I don't know why I thought that was co-host is what it evolved to, which is really what it really is. Yeah. We did it with bartender in here in New York, Gregory Nalbone, who I just saw last night, who six years later looks the same and amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, we also moved on to do these live shows at Rebar. You are not somebody that is known to always have been a public speaker. Were you nervous in those early days when we would do these live shows or what was going through your head? Oh my God, I was shitting myself. And I like, <laughs> I, I was like, oh my God, there's not enough concealer in the world to be up here on stage. 
<laughs> yeah, it was a. It ended up being like a a fun experience, but I honestly never got used to it, and I was so nervous every single time. I mean, but you did great. You looked amazing. Live video like that is a totally different ball game than, say, the audio that we do. But I have to say, though, hats off to you because you were you've always been somebody that worked behind the scenes and liked working Mm -hmm. behind the scenes. And I kind of pushed you out there to do this show and you really stepped up to the plate and you add so much. I know our listeners really appreciate it when you're on the show. If we could all share maybe what have listeners reached out to you over the years or what's been, what's been some commentary that you've heard Jeremy that about doing the show. Well, I've definitely got a bunch of phone numbers from doing the show. Nice. <laughs> I have run in, I ran into that police officer in New York that I thought was arresting me that knew me from the podcast. (laughs) What was that story again? He like was storming up to you. Yeah. At the, at, uh, 145th street train station. And he's like, are you Jeremy Ross Lopez from tags podcast? Not your full name, girl. I literally literally (laughs) was getting arrested for something. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god but how hot also very hot yeah uh i'm curious lincoln what's been the response to people comment back to you or your friends throughout the years or you also said people have come into the shop and mentioned that they listen to the show oh yeah that's <clears throat> i think that people coming into the shop buying protein bakery, being just a customer. And then 10 minutes in, they turn and go, you're Lincoln from the podcast. Like it's like a a dirty little secret or something after you (laughs) buy a protein cookie, which I think is hilarious. I also have a couple of guys that take my class uh, that I teach my fitness class uh, every week. Two of them were in my class tonight. And um, one of the instructors at where I teach, his good friend uh, Ramon has been listening to us ever since the beginning, and we just all went to dinner with him and the instructor this past weekend, and we had such a good time. So it's created some good friendships and some brand new ones. So I love it. Nice, nice. And Cody, I have to ask, what's been the response for you? Because you have always been a performer, a singer. You've no stranger to giving advice. You're a life coach. Mm-hmm. But what's been your experience with, say, some of the listeners? I know there's been some times even maybe even some negative comments that the show's gotten. What, how did you handle that? And what's been your experience? I love that. My experience has been so amazing as far as people writing in and uh, listeners just commenting on the stories that have come about and just really could being able to connect with them has been so beautiful. I've given some advice that some uh, solicited advice as far as very personal things with certain listeners. And it's been so great. Now, the the downside of some of those things are, you know, you open your life up to um, so many people and they sometimes what they have to say is not so nice. And you kind of have to take that, the good with the bad and take it with a grain of salt. And I just let it roll off my back, like water off a duck's back, basically. Which is like the key to the, all of that. And the, one of the things over six years, we've seen the increase of 
people really hiding behind their computers and feeling like they can say whatever they want. And we've kind of rode that wave. I would say 90% of the commentary is always positive, but you're right. I mean, there's things often on Apple podcasts where it's ingrained in there and you can't comment back. And so it's oh, ingrained in there forever. That's why I don't always tell people to <laughs> rate and review us on Apple podcasts. Cause I'm too afraid to look at the commentary again, 90% of it's always really good, but you, like you said, you have to take the good with the bad. <laughs> um, over the years, what's been really interesting is two of our co-hosts started out single, as mentioned before, Two of them, I'm talking about Lincoln and Cody, are in monogamous long-term relationships. And congratulations. Actually, Lincoln, you have a fiancé now, Peter. Congratulations again. Thanks. How has that affected or not affected how you approach talking about sexuality on this show? Well, my sexuality has kind of evolved over the years from being in the closet and the you know 70s when i was just a teenager in the 80s and and you know a baby and then seeing kind of the sexual revolution happen in san francisco and then in the and the chelsea when i moved to new york and wanting to be a part of every aspect of it and i've kind of grown through that to have a stable relationship that can dip my finger in those events, but doesn't have to be full throttle. And it's kind of been my whole um, intention or my mission this year to own what I enjoy and let go of what I might've outgrown without mm -hmm. being annoyed that I outgrew it. Cause I think I really enjoyed it when I was in the middle of it, just like I'm enjoying being in a relationship now. Nice. I yeah. love that. Cody, I have to ask you, because when you started this show, you were also single. Yeah. You met during the pandemic. I know, crazy. Two years later, moved in with Joe, and how, has it affected how you approach the show? Has your outlook affected any of it, or is it business as usual? I'm pretty fortunate because he doesn't really limit what I can say on the show. I'm very, very open as far as not only our sex life, but my sex life before the show. So that's I'm really, really just glad that he is not really hung up on those types of things. Now, I will say I have put my foot in my mouth one or two times as far as <laughs> we <maybe> all have. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe thinking that I've overstepped my bounds, but then it, it's just a conversation. You go to your partner, in my case, Joe, and you just lay it all lay it all out on the table. And most of the time, ninety percent of the time, everything is just fine because he's not hung up on that type of thing. Nice. And Jeremy, you and I are still single. Still <laughs> but, single. Still and amazing. Single and, but what's your, how are you approaching this year? Are you open? We've talked about it before, but just to remind everybody, are you looking for love? Maybe you'll get some new DMs. I am. I'm, I'm like keeping my options open, but I'm actually very content at being single at the moment. I like that. I like that. And right before this show, I text the guy because I'm leaving. I'm like, hey, you never got back to me. Do you want to see me this week or not? And Ooh. he's just responded a few minutes ago and said, yes, I do. I want to see <laughs> So, yes, this passive aggressive person made it known. <laughs> you get what you want, though, right? I do. And lastly, we've when the show started, prep was barely being discussed. 
We've talked about things like U equals U. Monkeypox, of course, made its way into the show last year. We went through a whole pandemic. And it's just been interesting to, I think one of my favorite things I'll have to say is where we're at now is people will write in and ask for our solicited or unsolicited advice on relationships and sex. And that's really one of my favorite things. I know, Jeremy, you love giving, you like where the show has made a turn, correct? Yeah, it's really fun to involve our listeners and it's fun to, uh, talk about different real life topics and give advice on those situations. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that's my favorite too. I like it. it Yeah, yeah. absolutely. We're all of one accord. Exactly. Well, happy six year anniversary. Much to come this year. We'll be laying things out in the next coming months on some minor changes, maybe some larger ones, but we just wanted to acknowledge that we want to say, Bye for now to Jeremy. Uh, you'll be back in a, a couple weeks in a new episode. Yes. But thank you so much, Jeremy. Thank you for six years of amazing podcasting and hot gay sex talk. We really of appreciate course. it. All Only right. More to come. Absolutely. Thanks, Jeremy. Love Bye, you Jeremy. Love Bye, you. Jeremy. Love you. Bye. Oh, my gosh. I love it. And... Okay, so we do have a show here. It's episode 437, but, you know, six years is monumental, and we wanted to definitely acknowledge that. Well, last night was the Grammys, and I know you watched it, Cody. Mm -hmm. Some highlights that people, I'm sure, know by now are Beyonce is the biggest Grammy Award winner ever with 32 Grammys. She just made a world record. I think it's kind of cool that it happened in Black History Month, which is really cool. Yeah, uh, Viola Davis is now an EGOT, which is so amazing. cool. Yeah, I love really her. amazing to happen and such a you know ah, moment. And Kim Petras and Sam Smith took home the award for best duo, uh, best song by a duo or group for their mm-hmm. song Unholy. And what was really cool, if you guys watched the speech, you guys should look it up, was that Sam Smith basically did not speak he said nope kim it's all you she went up to the mic she gave this amazing speech about being the first transgender ever to win a grammy which that alone is monumental and then she took the moment to then shout out to some legendary people before her some people that have really paved the way for her one of her friends that is no longer with us sadly but also Madonna, which I thought was really amazing. Yes. And what did you guys think about, I, I have to turn it to you, Lincoln, because you and Peter have been such Kim Petras fans before all of the hullabaloo. Yeah, I was so excited. First of all, I love the red carpet with Kim Petras and uh, Sam Smith. It was very well done. Uh, when we got home from the Eagle last night, I rewound and watched everything. We stayed up until like one thirty in the morning watching <laughs> everything. It was ridiculous, but it was good. We had a, I, I enjoyed um, the performance. I enjoyed the song more this time than I did the video or when it was on Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. There was something about this Grammy performance that felt more, a little more um, lifted up. 
a little bit more interesting with him. On Devilish, maybe. Yeah, I, 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 just for some reason, it really worked for me. And I love Kim Petras's speech um, that Madonna introduced them and uh, that, you know, Kim Petras is a force to be reckoned with. And I like Sam Smith taking liberties and doing his thing. And it's just really remarkable to see whether it's always a match for me or not. I still love that it's out there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, such a monumental moment. Congratulations to Kim Petras. I know you watched it, Cody, because I got a yep. text while I was at the Eagle that you saw Madonna. <laughs> what were, what were I got so excited. I know. What were some <laughs> of your highlights? Oh, definitely Beyonce and her coming late and and being there and not being there for the first award that she got, but being there and thanking the queer community. Uh, on her second award, that was just iconic. And she's just so lovely. Lizzo's performance was absolutely amazing. Who her else? Her speech did was I great, too. Yes, she's really, really, really a great artist. I just love the, the whole show. Oh, the hip-hop. Um, yeah, that was incredible. It was stellar. And, and then, Elliot. She was and so great. On and on. So many great artists. I was just rattling them off to Joe because he didn't know half of the people. <laughs> He's a child of a certain era. That movie, man, yeah. He's not really familiar with hip hop. And, you know, it, it just gave him an opportunity to learn more about it. So, yeah, it was great. Yeah, I love the show. I'm, I'm glad they did that. I was reminded, <clears throat> excuse me, earlier today, uh, Sunny from The View was saying, you know, hip hop started in the Bronx it's American music and we should be celebrating it. And I'm glad that they got their roses in something like the iconic Grammys and really showed the impact that it's really had on culture for all these years. So that's really amazing. So yeah, yeah I think it was, it was cool. a really good Grammy um, award show that we maybe haven't seen in a while. So I, th I felt like everybody was there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Nobody missed this if you were uh, who's who in the industry and then beyond. Um, even if you were Ben Affleck and look forward, but that's another story. <laughs> we won't get into that. Okay. Hey guys, Stevie here of Tags Podcast. And you probably heard me talk a few times about going to the naked beach last summer. Looking forward to this summer. Well, the first time I went last summer, I was trying to clean up since I was going to be exposing all of my body. And one of the things I wanted to do was trim my hairy bush on my balls and I used disposable razors. Big mistake as I was in a hurry. You got to get the ferry early in the morning. And I was quickly trying to shave my balls with this disposable razor and nicked and cut up my balls. Oh my gosh. I wanted to be an exhibitionist, but I was too busy covering up my balls in fear that you were going to see all the nicks and cuts. Not sexy. Not a good idea. And that's why I'm really happy to tell you about the Performance Package 4.0, which has arrived by Manscaped, and it is a game changer. In this package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer, Weed Whacker, Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserve Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. I love this travel bag. I use it everywhere I go. First off, the Lawnmower 4.0. This trimmer is the future of grooming and dare I say the greatest ball trimmer ever. 
Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade so it reduces grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and it also has a 4000K LED spotlight. You need a more precise shave. Because this trimmer is waterproof, you can say goodbye to the mess on the bathroom floor. You thought that was good, but want to take your groomer game even further to the next level? The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps reduce nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate nose holes. Their Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner will change the way you approach your hygiene routine. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0. The Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. It's time to take care of yourself, so go to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping with the code TAGSPOD. That's T-A-G-S-P-O-D. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code TAGSPOD at manscaped.com. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Well, we have to move on and we have to talk about a, a situation that's been happening. You've heard us talk a little bit about incidences in New York and other parts of the world where people are being robbed. And Lincoln, you and I were talking about this recently. Patrons back in, the story just came out, but apparently this is a, a reported story that occurred in November of last year where patrons of New York City's gay bar Eagle were reported to be incapacitated and robbed of thousands of dollars via facial recognition on their phones. So oh, essentially three men who were in their late 30s and 40s went to the Eagle on separate nights in October and November and were each robbed of $1,000 to $5,000, according to NYPD's Deputy Commissioner of Public Information. Police believe the criminals used facial recognition to access the victims' phones and funds once they were incapacitated, according to authorities and what they think they did is they said things like hey you want to come with me i got some good drugs this is alleged mm -hmm. but this is what they're saying or something like that uh somebody even a reporter stated maybe they were wanted to tell them about an after party but i don't know why you would go outside for that and then once they get into the car do whatever it is and beat them down and some but put their face up to their phone and were able to get in access into the phone and then steal these funds. Oh, wow. So it's crazy because neither the Eagle, uh, the Eagle did not respond for comments when asked about this. And I was there last night and talked to somebody that works there. And he said, of course it's given kind of a bad light on the Eagle, but I don't think it's really the Eagle. It's just, a situation that's been occurring to pair it up with another story. And then I want to hear from both of you. Grinder users have been warned in the UK after men were also drugged, robbed during hookups. Officials in London have warned people who use Grinder of an alarming string of robberies associated with the hookup app. And this occurred between December 31st and January 9th recent four men were drugged and robbed by two men 
who Metropolitan Police said they met on Grindr. The victims reported agreeing to meeting up with individuals from the app, but that they became unconscious during the encounter and woke up realizing they had been robbed of their belongings. The drugs did not cause lasting damage, thank goodness, but the suspects were able to flee the country, police have said. So now London detectives are appealing to the public and asking anyone with information, let them know. We believe other victims may have been targeted. So it's happening across the pond. It's happening here in New York City. It. <clears throat> what are your thoughts, Lincoln, when you hear stories like this? I, you know, it's not there's few and far between there's not that many but it's still cause for concern yes it is i mean we want to be smart you know the reason it's just so pessimistic and sad because it maybe it happened one is too many times for this to happen let's just Mm. be clear one time is too many times however it probably happened six times total i know q was a big target for this. Another bar in Hell's Kitchen. I did not hear of the Eagle until recently. But overall, it's not like it's happening week after week. With And that's how it feels when you hear a story like this. So I want to say it's a warning. It's a, you know, heads up, this is going on. But I don't think it's as bad as it feels. Mm-hmm. And it's just really sad to me. And everyone should just be really careful. You yeah, know? I agree. You have to be careful. And I think somebody was talking online that it's easy. That's great advice, typically. But when you involve alcohol, inhibitions are a little bit down. Yeah. And you're, you know, yeah, I, I, want, to, go ahead. I don't want to be an asshole by saying be careful. Because no one intentionally has this happen to them. If someone is out there trying to do this to someone, they're going to do it without you knowing it. No matter, you know, be careful, but there's an intention there that it's hard to, um, to predict. And no matter how careful you are, something like that can split, slip by. And that's never, ever the victim's fault. I just want to make that really clear. And it's sad it's sad that we can't go online and meet people or go in person and meet people and not have situations like this occur. I also don't think salty pretzel just came into the kitchen and is saying, sorry. about Um, Are you warning people? Watch your drinks. I know. Thank you, Peter. You're doing a bang up job. (laughs) Well, um, Cody, I got to ask you because, you know, it would seem that, There's one thing after another. I mean, here we are post-pandemic. We're all excited to go back out. Then you could get, then the fear is that, am I going to be in a bar that's going to get targeted, right? Mm -hmm. Are they going to throw rocks and stones or worse, heaven forbid, or monkeypox? We just finally got over that. And, and, you know, now we have to worry about our sex health. And now uh, these warnings about robberies, mm-hmm. it could seem like, do I even want to go out? <laughs> what, what's your thoughts when you hear stuff like this? Well, first and foremost, don't let anybody ever steal your joy. So please go out and live your life. We're just saying be more cognizant when it comes to the things that 
are surrounding you and what's going on as far as your drink is concerned, as far as things that are, like I said, that are going on around you. Um, make sure that you are being as safe as possible because this may not be happening every week, but it probably happens more than we know. And we can't really not highlight this as much as possible because people are targeting our community. And we want to ensure that we are doing everything that we can to make sure that everybody is safe out there. Right. It's just, I think you you need to, we're going to talk a little bit about sexual health in an upcoming segment here, but it's one more thing that, yes, you want to have a good time. Inhibitions are going to be lowered, but you just need to put up a little bit more radars up in your bag of tricks, if you will, when well, you do I, go out there. I also want to add that this is part of being an adult. Yeah. You know, back, our community has always had something Targeted. just like women over the years. There's many communities that have been targeted in different ways. The gays are no exception. And part of being an adult and being out there and being social, these things come with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just, I remember when I went to Bear Week in Sitges, people were like, people steal, be careful. And the first time I went, my good friend had a gold necklace stole from, uh, ripped off his, in a back room, mm-hmm. taken off of him that like his mother gave him. He was so upset. He was such a mess. And it was so sad that that, much more rampant, rampant than anything we're talking about here in New York. And the last time we went to Sitges, it was even worse. So whether you're what? traveling internationally or you're traveling, traveling, travel, traveling. Oh my God. I can't even talk locally. Just be aware. Yeah. Wow. Right. Use Gay straight, no matter what. I Use lost the... a lot of things in Sitges, but not, not my, not anything. Did you hear about them. crime there when you dignity. were there or no? No, nobody told me anything. Was it a Bear Week event or was it just the town? It was summer, summer, and it was for my birthday. I went for my 40th, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And I hope it's gotten better. Not to knock down Sitges, but I hope it's gotten better. In a sort of related story, I I have to tell a personal story of when I went to the New York Eagle a few weeks ago on Jockstrap Night. I was telling you offline, Cody, so sorry you got to hear it again. Oh, I love um, it. But it's an interesting story where I thought, was I a victim of having my wallet stolen when I was on my knees in that bathroom stall? Was I that sloppy? Because when (laughs) I left the bar, I was like, fuck, where's my wallet? And I was so pissed off. And I ran back and talked to all security and everybody that I know there. And they said, no, but we'll keep an eye out for it. And I was just diligent about going back, asking them to look for it. And nothing turned up. And I was like, darn it. Like, I can't believe it. And I was really just mad. because I know I canceled my credit card, mm-hmm. ID, whatever. I have a, another ID I can use in place of it. But... I was also mad because my little wallet case is where I got it from Africa and it has kind of sentimental value, but I didn't realize there was a library card in there and you can get into trouble if someone charges books. It's this whole thing. Anyway, long story short, two weeks ago, two weeks, two weeks go by and I'm at the same bar last night and this guy, Latino guy, English as a second language, go with me here, is 
you know, working his way up to me and he stops and looks into my eyes and he says, oh, I, I have your documents. And I'm like, you have my documents? What are you talking about? Uh, your ID. I'm like, you have my ID. <gasps> you have my wallet? What did you and he said, yes, I do. I found it. And apparently he found it on the ground outside of the Eagle and mm -hmm. has been holding on to it for two weeks. He wow. said he tried to look me up in social media, but, you know, I'm Steven with a PH Rodriguez. Yeah. Not Stevie. So who knows? And he's just been holding on to it. I guess I'm happy because I am happy, actually. But. And maybe because of English as a second language, he's only been here four months. Uh -huh. You know, he wasn't going to risk. I don't know where his address is. And anyway, long story short, he came over before we did the show oh, and dropped wow. it off. And I thanked him with the. Oh, how, oh yeah. How did you thank him? <laughs> <laughs> it was a very happy ending for him. Oh, oh wow. Yes, uh, lovely Dominican guy, and yeah. So I, you know, I mean, when someone finds your stuff, you gotta reward them in some way, right? That's right. That's it's right. A and surprise, Cody. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have any cash on That's me. Hilarious. So he's he's a, techniques. And he's a good Samaritan, and you were a good Samaritan back to him. Okay, I love okay. it. I was. I think most importantly, I was happy that I wasn't a victim of robbery, and also that I got this wallet back that had sentimental value, like your reference of the story of the necklace situation. Some things just have certain value that are beyond price that means something to individuals. So, and it, it was a good story, I think in the end. So I was happy about that. Thank goodness. Okay. Um, you know, there is a, well, actually I'm going to move on to this other topic. If we have time, we'll get to this other one. I wanted to talk a little bit about the importance of community and so socializing and getting out there. And it stemmed from a couple, the idea for me stemmed from a couple of things. One of them was my neighbor who tweeted, or excuse me, texted me earlier this morning and said, uh, I'm so exhausted from these online hookups. Like I'm literally exhausted. And it also stemmed from hanging out and last night and seeing you, Lincoln, and Peter, because you said something earlier on. If you come earlier there, it's very communal and social. And it got me thinking about the importance that so many people are really addicted to their phones on the app so much. And... I just think the importance of community and socializing is really underrated. It's also backed by a recent study, the study that was done on what they studied individuals for several years and they looked at what really makes somebody happy, what produces happiness. And they studied these individuals for several years and what they concluded at the end was that it wasn't money it was commun community, connecting with other individuals. So wow. if you were 80, 85, the things that were most important for their happiness were connecting and having these connections with other individuals. That 
led to a long-lived life, a long-lived happy life. And thank you, Lincoln, for reminding me last night of what it means to go out. And I had so much fun with you and Peter on the dance floor. It was just really special. What can you share with you know your experience and community and just getting out there? I think it's what it's all about. It's it's not. I mean, there's a lot of horny people out that just want to have sex in quantity over quality. You know, I, I they want to have sex and meet a lot of people, and that's their love language is to connect anonymously, get off, and move on. I've had those aspects in my life, but now I want to really have a conversation with yeah. people, and I even want to have a conversation and say that was a horrible conversation. He is so weird. I don't need to talk to that person again and move on. Or, wow, we should go out to dinner with this person. I want to talk to him more. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, it's 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 so much more. It is more real than anything you can do on your phone. You can back it up with your phone. And I'm not the first. That's I've said that in this podcast many, many times. That you can go to a bar, see people in real life. And then go home and see them on Grinder or Scruff and go, hey, I saw you tonight. You're really handsome. We should grab a coffee sometime. Mm -hmm. I think it can intertwine with social media and intertwine with things you do on your phone. But there's nothing like being at a bar and having random things happen, even if you're not drinking. Right. It is a sense of community. And last night I wore my Italians Do It Better shirt. I love that. And I have never worn it to the Eagle before. I'm going to wear it again. But whether it was people who were Italian saying comments to me or people that knew it was from the Papa Don't Preach video and talking to me about the Madonna tour or saying, oh, are you Italian? Prove it. You know, it was just <laughs> very fun. And it actually, I've always worn something that tries to start a conversation because mm -hmm. what last night one guy came up, he's like, Oh my God, I love this shirt so much. I know you're a Madonna fan. You probably don't remember me. I met you way back when you just started your bakery, which I truth be told, I didn't remember him, but he knew so much about my life. And he talked to me so much about Madonna and things in New York that have changed so much. And it's so great that the bakery is still going isn't that what this is all about? I don't know. I think it's what it's all about. I have to 100% agree with you. And it was just so fun. At one point, Lincoln said, we all like this song. Let's all go on the dance floor. And it was just like us at that point, Peter, yeah. Lincoln. And we, it was so fun just dancing with you and but talking with other people. Uh, Cody, I have to ask you, mm -hmm. what's important about connection and getting out there and community and it's different from the way, I mean, if we were even reflecting on what's occurred in the last six years, people mm -hmm. have become more glued to their phones, more in about the apps. What's yeah. been your experience? Wow. Yeah. I just think that because of the pandemic, a lot of people, that's their primary source of connecting with other people is the phone and the internet and all those types of things. But I think that the more that we come out of the pandemic, I mean, we're not really over it, but we're about 85, 90% the way there. And I think the more that we come out of it, the more that we will be able to go out and experience things the way that we used to. And just having this conversation has made me so nostalgic for that 
period in time when you would go out with your friends, dance all night, have just laugh. Laughing is the best medicine. So I understand oh. where this this study is coming from. It's just so amazing. Uh, actually, one thing that kind of occurred to me while we were talking, one of the best times that I have ever had was playing in the gay dodgeball league. Have you guys ever done anything like gay dodgeball or gay volleyball? I'm too afraid of the ball. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm, I'm so scared. I was scared as a little boy, like I'm going to get hit, and I'm still scared as an adult. So probably not that. I like balls, though. Just I was not... going to say, I never thought I would hear you say you're afraid of me. balls. Yeah. I never thought I would hear you say you're afraid of balls, Steve. I just <laughs> never thought that would come out of your mouth. Dodgeballs. <laughs> Dodgeballs. Um, but yeah, so the gay dodgeball is so fantastic. And not because I'm the best dodgeball player, because I'm actually probably the worst dodgeball player, but because we had a team and we tried our best, even though we were probably last in the gay dodgeball league. And we would go out with the other teams afterwards and go drinking and have fun. It was just yeah. so wonderful. So there's things to do other than just, you know, go to the bar with people, even if it's throwing balls at them. Yeah, I mean, almost wherever you're at you can google and look up your community and find out if there's an activity over there lincoln mentioned yeah, and you're right I mean, you can get a sparkling water at a bar and still partake in the fun but if you don't want to do that there's all these organizations and activities out there that you can really get out there often outdoors so if you're worried still about the pan covid you can connect with people you just have to you know, I think it would be a really great thing if people started pushing themselves out there for those that have been a little not, you know, more online. And mm -hmm. so I think it's, yeah, it's a fun and I time. think they are. People are coming back. You know, there's yeah. the huge Atlantis cruise right now. I'm going, going on mine this weekend. We're the competitor You're doing the Vakaya one. Yeah. And concerts are happening. Yeah, exactly. There's concerts happening. There's fitness. People are coming back into classes again. People are going to the bars again. It really is exciting. Well, one of the things over six years is we've all aged, and I would say we've all aged really well. <laughs> Sorry, it's a, it's, it's a fact of life, Cody. The alternative is a lot worse. I'm 27 Thank you very much for the rest the of my life. Well, okay, then you're going to appreciate this next one. I'm putting you on the spot. You are not 27, Cody. I am well, 27. On the inside. Oh, so you look horrible for 20. Seconds. Oh my, unfiltered is what we're gonna call the show now. Unfiltered, y'all. I would look horrible for 27. I, yeah, anyway, moving on. Yeah. I, you know what, and that's the whole thing before I even preface what this person wrote on Reddit is I just say my age now because I don't want to say age and then people go, oh, he doesn't really look that great for that age. So I just say my age. And nine times out of ten, people are like, what? Happened last night. I was pleasantly surprised. Of course, it was dark lighting, so factor that into the mix. But this Reddit thread asked gay bros, if you lie about your age, why? They say, I was playing around with age filters and noticed lots of guys claiming to be in their 30s, but clearly are not in their 30s and probably closer to 50. I'm 44 and have never lied about my age. To me, it's a turnoff when a guy lies to me about their age. I'm told that I can pass for younger, 
but eventually the real age will be revealed. So I think gay men, LGBT, you know, sometimes fall into a category like women. I've talked to a lot of my female friends and there are straight guys on apps that do not want to look at anybody over a certain age. Mm -hmm. It's a hard and fast rule. And it doesn't even matter if the woman looks, you know, vibrant and is healthy, whatever. It's just this whole thing. So I can understand in that community putting a different age so that you can at least be a part of the game, the dodgeball game, Cody. So, <laughs> Cody, why do you lie about your age? What? Hold on. <laughs> we just caught you a minute ago. You said you're 27. It was a joke. I know, boo. Clearly, I look way better than tw- I'm t- I look 22. But <laughs> let me get in closer into the mic. Clearly, it's good that this is radio or podcast. Know, yeah, whatever yeah, this is. Oh man! So you could put a filter on, but yeah. When I was single and on Grinder, I can I totally can see what those women what you're saying about like lying, not being in the game because through the filters, you know, you can put oh I don't want anybody over this age. So I have lied to hook up with somebody about my age, but I don't lie normally as when it's. You know, somebody that I'm going on a date with that I actually want to build an actual relationship with. Uh, with my friends, I don't lie. I, I Honestly, I tell people all the time that I'm in my 40s. And again, people always say that you look so much younger, that I look like I'm in my 30s. So I'm 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 very happy with my age. I'm very happy with what I look like. And all those that was just jokes before. Of course, no. Of course it was. And we all want to feel our best self. And I'm always tweaking and doing little things here to make myself feel a little bit better, which I think is fine. And I think, you know, but I say my age. Lincoln, what are your thoughts about aging? I mean, you said it before. What's the alternative? Yeah, I don't like the alternative because I yeah. just wouldn't be here. I, as I've gotten older, through this past six years since we started this podcast, I've taken my health can always seriously, you know, mm-hmm. like, and I think everyone should do that more about the way you look, what is going on with your blood work, what is going on with your body, whether you're on prep or not on prep. Um, I have a lot of people that have dealt with HIV for many, many years because they got it very early on and they're still alive and you know, just I think that's the most important thing that we move and we sweat and we eat healthy and we get mental care as well, whether it's therapy or some type of a spiritual practice. Those are the things that keep people young. Those are the things that are going to keep you around for a really long time. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's my main thing, especially these days, because, you know, as you guys both know, I had a, a number of surgeries on my hips and stuff like yeah. that, because I was in a lot of pain, which is why I didn't get to answer your question earlier. I am not doing any dodgeball or any gay sports teams <laughs> because I was in so much pain for so long. I couldn't run from point A to point B. I could teach my classes. I can run around New York. I can walk my dogs. But to it's not worth the injury if I hurt mm-hmm. myself. You know what I mean? So... And once you've detached your bicep, 
it changes everything for the rest of your life. You're just wow. a little bit more comfortable. Yeah. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Not to be so um, serious, but it's just that's part of growing up. And if we don't talk about it and we don't keep the conversation going with one another, like we were saying earlier when Jeremy was on the call, hearing gay men and their sex lives and their health and their community throughout the world calling in and asking questions, that's been the funnest part of this show. And it's made me get more mature with my actions and with my choices as I've moved forward, which attracted Peter into my life, which has attracted some new things that are coming up for me in my life that I couldn't have planned, you mm. know, but I'm ready okay. for them and now they're here. So yay, let's keep moving forward. And I want to exactly say what you iterated a minute ago, Lincoln, is there's, you know, there's this popular TikTok guy who talks about Dr. Thomas, and he talks about health and your bottoming and just one of the things that he says is be responsible for your sexual health. Your level of protection is your decision and your responsibility, he says. Know your HIV status. If you're negative and at risk for HIV, get on PrEP. If you are positive, get treated to undetectable status. Uh, U equals U. And he also tells people to be aware of PEP and get all their relevant vaccinations. He says urine tests alone are not enough if you're also a receptive partner. So we talk about this on the show. You need rectal swabs and oral throat swabs. Expect yourself and your partner when you play and these are really important things, I think, that I've done in the last six years, too, is just doing this show, taking control of my own health, my sexual health, if I'm playing more, even more so. But one thing about being 52 is just getting all that blood work done. And I know, Cody, you were saying the same thing recently, too, mm -hmm. is you want to make sure that you're healthy, that health is everything, I think. Amen. It yeah. really is. So, yeah. So, well, this has been so much fun. And here's to everyone being healthy. And hopefully the show continues to go on because I love the conversations that we have. It's evolved over the last six years. It will continue to evolve as life does. I want to thank all of you guys. I thanked Jeremy. But Lincoln, I just want to thank you for coming in and saving the day. And you've Aww. just been such an asset to this show that you have an opinion we don't always agree on it but that's the beauty of this your opinion is so valid and important to so mm -hmm. many of our listeners and i like a little dissidence at times it's good right <laughs> well it, yeah, it's fine because but... you're wrong so it's fine <laughs> oh <laughs> no i love the deeper i'm hitting i love He's salty pretzel tonight. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I also He's love the comedian. conversation. And something I learned early, early in New York when I moved here, um, the director at David Barton who hired me, she said, Stephen, life is lived on many levels. And you'll be reminded of that every time you step into the streets of New York City. Life has lived oh on many, God. many levels. And I have really been honored and kind of thrilled to see the different levels of gay sexuality expressed through this podcast. 
because the trans rights that have come up since we've been on the air, the liberation of um, pronouns, the liberation of identity, you know, I think we've talked about this before, but polyamory. I have this, yeah, every, yeah, like the laws in New York City for polyamorous couples have now expanded so much. And when oh, I wow. went to college, I, I graduated, I've said this before, I'm sure of it. I graduated San Francisco State with a speech and communications degree and a double minor in human sexuality and animal liberation. And I, not wow. my wildest dreams, thought that like the, the subjects we studied in sexual liberation have flourished beyond any imagination as when I was doing my my uh, report on censorship and justify my love and how, how that video, that was literally my college thesis for my minor was how that video was so censored that we were so scared of sexuality that Madonna had to release it on a videotape because they wouldn't play it on the air. Yeah. Look, Look how far we've come both as yeah. a community, as the Grammy Awards last night, as this podcast talking about sexuality, as a community bigger than anything we could have ever imagined with every race, with every sexuality, with every color, with every shade of color in people's emotions and what their heart tells them to do. So it's just a celebration over and over again. And this podcast has been a great outlet for it for me. And I appreciate that. Oh, I love that. And it, I, Cody, I just got to thank you from the bottom of my, of my heart as well, like I have with my other co-hosts, because you really came in and we started something new. We've got a new project coming your way oh, that we'll yeah. tell you about later this year, but you've just been a godsend in so many ways and it does not go unrecognized. Oh, thank you so much, darling. Yeah. I have to just echo what Lincoln just said, because working on this podcast has really just opened up so many avenues for me, including self-discovery, which is just the most important thing. It's just so paramount and working with you guys is always a joy. Like you said, we might, we don't always agree. We might disagree sometimes, but mm-hmm. we always respect each other and we always have each other's back. So thank you to both of you and to Jeremy from the bottom of my heart, because you guys mean so much to me. Yeah, I love it. Oh, thank sweet. you. Well, congratulations to six years. We'll keep going strong. Expect new, new stuff coming your way, but you can always expect us to be honest. If you want advice, DM us for sex or relationship on our instagram channel at tags podcast you can also go to tagspodcast.com where you can reach out to us that way you can follow my co-host you can follow lincoln his protein bakery here on 19th street in chelsea is lovely and i love the breakfast cookie so much oh yeah (laughs) valentine's day gifts the Valentine's Day gifts this year are crazy. And if you go, people are ordering hand over fist. And if you go online, there's like a little 20% coupon for a new customer. So jump on and get them wow. now. It's a good one. Website is? ProteinBakery.com. Okay. <clears throat> no, and follow at, 
at Protein Bakery on Instagram. Follow his personal account at Mad Lincoln. Mad Lincoln. Follow Cody. He's a life coach at KMD Coaching. KMD Coaching. Or follow his lovely shirtless Instagram post on <laughs> Instagram at Mr. Maurice. Mr. Maurice. Follow me. I am underscore Steve V or at Tags Podcast, of course. We are on Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, at Tags Podcast. And in the meantime, guys, happy six-year anniversary. Happy continue, anniversary. continue Back having hot Sex. 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 <laughs> Love it. Oh my goodness.